Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Buddy, you know my answer is always yes. <laughs> always. How about you? Are you ready? Oh, man. This is going to be awesome. I'm definitely ready for this. Yeah, I'm. look at me, dude. I'm kicked back in the chair. I'm, it's not my episode. I'm relaxed. Yeah. Just ready to take it in, man. There's, you, know, you, might, you might set up and be like, what the fuck? A bunch of times. <laughs> At least a bunch of it's, times. It's quite possible. <laughs> I feel like I can't get my mic close enough. I'm too laid back. It's all it's all the way extended out. The ar- the arms all the way. You're gonna hyperextend it. it. Your springs popping. It really is all the way. I've got it. <laughs> it's one of those boom arms, and it is straight. It's got a little bend in it. Well, it might live up to its name if you're not careful. Boom. Come on, dude. You didn't get. You didn't catch the joke. Boomer? It's straight, but it's got a little bend in it. It's a dick joke. <laughs> Already? We're only like a minute into this. Look, I just, I didn't know where the episode was going to go, and I knew I, we had to get a dick joke in somewhere. But the real question is, does it bend slightly to the right or to the left? Because that, that's a that's a sign of something. I don't know well, I guess, I guess this one's kind of curving down, because <laughs> it's pointed up a little bit, and then it, it like levels out, so... See, that's a that's a whole other problem with that. You must be dehydrated. I don't know. I don't know. Because if it, yeah, if it swings to the right, you play with your right hand. If it swings to the left, you play with your left hand. And if you can't see, you've done it way too many times. <laughs> You'll definitely go blind from it, man. <laughs> that's what all the moms say. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gross. You don't want to talk about moms and masturbation. You don't do that. <laughs> I apologize to all the moms and sons of moms Man. out there. Right off the bat. Here we go. <laughs> Good thing most people skip the first five to ten minutes of this. We don't know if that, that for a fact, but... They probably should. It's typically just bullshit. Yep. Like patreon.com slash bring on the weird. And you won't get the commercials. You get all of this, though. Yeah. All of it. Oh, you know what we got to do? What? The shout outs. What? We haven't done that in a while. This is July, isn't it? My God, how's it July? Who let that happen? I don't know, man. I'm I still cannot figure out how to get to the fucking patrons page and figure out who the fuck they are. It's buried on the menu in the left and then other things. Yeah. So I click on 
Should I go to page? No. Patrons? Promote? Benefits? What's going on over there? Yeah, you go to patrons. Relationship manager. I think that's it. What? No, it's not. Is it? Could no. be. No? Yeah, it is. Yeah? It's there. We only got two? What? Something happened. Yeah, that's not right. I'm gone and canceled. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. That's not right, though. Well, Amber Von Strangle, thank you very much for your patron pledge. And Dakota Meadows, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the rest of you all went. I don't know what happened here, but that's all we can see on our thing. We know that's not the case. Can't be. Maybe you got to up it to the $100 tier. <laughs> we'll come to a city near you. Probably. A library? Should we go to the library? They're going to have to do it a few times. We can't just, not on just 100 bucks. Oh. We can't, <laughs> you know, they might have to do it a few times. Maybe a unless couple. That city, unless the city's like, I don't know, Philly. That's kind of in between us. A little closer to me than you, but. Yeah. 100 bucks will get us there. I think so. But they got to buy the food and drinks. Yeah. Because we can't afford that on 100 bucks. Oh, God, no. <laughs> nope. But if you are a patron, then you'll get access to our Discord. More the more the VIP Discord. We have a Discord, Ooh, but it's do. you know Discord.gg/hieroglyphics. I don't know what what that is. Just click on that weirdness HQ link in the show notes here, and you'll there see you the Discord link. Just click on that and click join or accept invitation or whatever the hell it says. I don't remember. We're total Discord noobs. Weirdnesshq.com slash bring on the weird. And we've got all of our links right there. Yep. Click them. All of them. Click all of them. Same time. Not if you're using fucking Internet Explorer or Microsoft Edge. Don't do that. And Chrome, forget it. You better have 32 gigs of RAM if you want to open all those up in Chrome. <laughs> Some of them are social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. There's some um, merch ones. You got Zazzle.com slash store slash bring on a weird. You got MyConspiracyTees.com slash bring on a weird. And you got TeePublic.com. Just click on there. Search bring on a weird. Get oh. you right to our shit. Oh, yeah. That supports the show for sure. Yeah, that's a big help. I think that covered everything, don't you? Sounds good to me. See, that's our commercial. If you don't want to hear everybody else's commercial, one, two, five dollars a month on Patreon. I don't think one gets you that. Does one get you that? One doesn't get you that. One gets you the shout-out. $2 gets you the ad-free episodes. Okay. And a day early. I don't remember. I'm the one who does it. I'm the <laughs> one who, who clicks the buttons. How do I... I think it's $2 and up gets the ad-free early episodes. The $1 gets you the shout-out. Okay. Sounds good. I like it. <laughs> Gotta like it. We've been doing it for a while, I think. <laughs> This episode will be out pretty much, I I think, our two-year anniversary. Wow. Did you give me a gift? Um, It'll be a surprise. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what you always tell somebody when you don't have a gift. Like, it's in the mail. Yeah, it's on the way. Damn mail lady, it didn't drop it off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still waiting on it to come in, but I got you, I got you something really, really awesome. It's on a slow boat from China. And they are slow. 
And then you got to hurry up and get the fuck on Amazon and figure something out <laughs> quick because you're like, shit, I forgot. And you better hope you're a Prime member. Otherwise, you're not getting that shit too fast. Nope. And then, the saving grace, you go to the grocery store to pick up milk. <gasps> and then there's just the light and you hear angels singing. There's the gift card rack. You can't go wrong with a gift card, right? You probably don't want to get your spouse a gift card to Chili's, you know? That wouldn't be a good idea. No. Probably not. Just take them. Yeah. I haven't been to Chili's in so long. I don't think I've ever been to a Chili's. Really? Yeah. It's like Applebee's for Mexican food. (laughs) It's a franchise, but Mexican. Not Taco Bell. It might be more like Tex-Mex. I've only, it's been so long since I've been there, and I think I've only been there once or twice. Yeah, I've never been to one. Oh, well. I don't, you're probably not missing much. No. That's okay. Been to a macaroni, macaroni grill, and they have more than macaroni. They do? Yeah, I know, right? Why even put macaroni in, in the name then? Cheesecake Factory? Got more than cheesecake. Did you know Taco Bell has more than tacos? Stop it. Yeah. Chipotle also has more than Chipotle seasoning. This is getting out of control. I know. Tired of this false advertisement. Did you know Panda Express doesn't even put real panda in the food? You gotta be kidding me. I'm not. I'm not. I was pissed. I said, give me the real shit. I want to eat a panda. Sweet and sour panda, come on. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Sweet and sour deep fried breaded feline portions. Oh shit, there goes Vegan Joe. Fuck, you definitely, you're just trying to set him off, man. He's going to put on his fucking Birkenstocks, and he's going to march himself right to your house. He's going to tie you up with some hemp rope, and then he's just going to have a stern talking to you. Because <laughs> they're not about that violence, brother. No, no. I bet he's got stinky dreads. Ugh. See, that that would be the torture part. <laughs> Light and incense. Ugh. Can't. You want to take a bong rip, bro? No! <laughs> the torture. <laughs> the agony. Well, you're just saying that just so he keeps giving you more. You're like, oh, no. Oh, Not you're anymore. killing me. Next thing you know, you're both at a fucking Chinese restaurant. Ordering the panda. Because <laughs> you got the munchies. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, I'll tell you what we're doing. Maybe maybe after you come come down from that high, you go outside and you look up at the night sky, and you feel a connection with a planet. Maybe even a whole cluster of stars. You ever feel that connection? Even if you're not coming down from a high? I don't think so. What? Yes, you have. Come on. You just, why'd you just ruin this? With the stars? Yeah. I don't know, man. You look at the stars and you just feel a connection? No? Ever since, I think I might have sent you the picture of it, but I was able to get a picture of the Pleiades on my phone. What? Because, yeah, well, because I guess it's because Apple has this really good night mode, so it'll do a super long exposure and it'll catch things like that. Nice. And I got it. And now every time, like, I'll notice it with, like, I'm like, that's fucking incredible. So, like, maybe not a connection. Sort of drawn to it, I guess. Hmm. Pleiades saying. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll get to them. They're, they're around. You know the whole uh, 
Carl Sagan said it. We're all made of star stuff. Maybe, maybe he was on to something a little bit more than just that physical connection to star stuff. Really? When, when he said that, or it's always been in my impression, like, you know, stuff from space comes into Earth and eventually everything sort of cycles through and the Earth has been around for so long that it's, we're just come from, and as the cycle is, is done, it eventually creates a human. However, you know, the entire process. But okay. maybe our souls are also from the stars. What? Yeah. I was, damn it, too slow, dude. I went to go. I don't even know why I have these, dude. I'm way too fucking slow to, I need like a producer over here just always ready. With like a, landing a plane, he holds up one of the flags. Okay, the red flag is dun-dun-dun. And then the checkered flag is like Price is Right. And I need like, uh, I just need somebody better than me, you know? <laughs> a, a better version of you. Yeah, that's going to be too hard to find. <laughs> nah, well, yes. Wow, you almost insulted me right there. <laughs> if you would have continued with your no. <laughs> I'm better than that. So are you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so do you, do you think you're born from a distant star? A true descendant of a faraway light or planet? A star seed? Are you asking me? Yes. No, I don't. What? I don't know. It just seems... I know I'm into this far out shit, but that seems a little... Hippity-dippity? If I was... Like, why would I come here? <gasps> There's lots of reasons. So is this like reasons. the hangout? This is like the lobby? There's so many reasons that the Earth is the... Is one of the more physical areas to be in apparently with all these different star seeds okay it almost seems like it's a rite of passage for different types of souls and star seeds like uh oh what do the native americans call it vision quest yeah like that like you got you go out into the woods until you whoa until you see it until you sense it you feel it and then you go, you go back and you're like, whoa, I did the thing. I did the thing. And then you just go back to work, sharpening your tomahawks and getting ready for the next day's hunt. See? Yeah. yeah. What was that? Enlightenment. You obtained enlightenment and now you just go back to work until you're done with this cycle. I don't know why. That just reminded me of, you know, the the bullcum joke. The bullcum joke. You don't know that joke? Um... You should say it anyway. I don't remember it <laughs> verbatim, but it's something like some some white guys and an Indian chief, they were out hunting. They were looking for, you know, something to eat. And so they got the, the Native American guy. He's, you know, he's a master tracker. And he's like, come on this way. Then he sees some, you know, he sees some uh, some footprints. He's like, all right, this way, this way, let's, let's go. And then it. They found some droppings. He's like, all right, we're on the right track. We're on the right track. Then he puts his ear to the ground again, and he holds his hand up. He says, stop, 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 stop. Bull gum. And they're like, how do you know? He's like, because ear's sticky. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was. It's something along those lines. I, I mean, I, 
improvise that a lot, but Bull come. He's on his way. He'll be here any minute. <laughs> he was already there. He finished. <laughs> he was there. He finished, and he <laughs> rolled out, man. That's good. So you don't feel like you are on this vision quest. Too hokey pokey for you? A little too sort of culty? You don't think you're born of an alien? A non-Earth seed? I don't feel special enough. You know what I mean? I feel like I would have some sort of talent. No, you don't need a talent. You're on a vision quest. You're trying to find the talent. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Or you're just trying to, like we talked about in the reincarnation, you're trying to figure out that lesson. I mean, I can't say no to that because I'm kind of on board with the reincarnation shit. So, I mean, who who am I to poo-poo star seeds? Right. I guess. It's When I first started researching it, it seemed like it was just another kind of horoscope, another kind of zodiac thing. Okay. And I don't know. I used to be more into the Zodiac stuff and read my horoscope, but then, I don't know, something turned me off of it. It just seemed like it was, like Scorpio's horoscope was very similar to Pisces horoscope two months ago. Like, how can they just rehash it every every couple of years? They just redo it and just put it, like, it's just totally random. Yeah, so... At work, we got to write these things called ASOP reports. And basically, it's like you're planning out if there's an event that were to happen, like something happens, it's like uh, assignment, equipment, all kinds of shit. And then every like couple months or whatever, we just fucking recycle because we're like, ah, the boss isn't going to fucking remember that we did this <laughs> one already. So we just fucking recycle one so we don't have to sit there and write one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like they got some fucking intern at the Wall Street Journal writing this shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Just everything is like be kind, okay? Well, they or you if you reacted a certain way, you're a Pisces or or something. Watch out for this and this. I don't know, maybe I'm maybe something happened. I'm a little bit bitter about it. I don't know. There's definitely people that are like super duper into it. Yeah, I mean, I went through, I don't want to say a phase where I was into it, but, like, I always find it interesting when it's, like, because I'm an Aries, and they're, like, an Aries is stubborn, and this and that, and I'm, like, I am those things. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I get all excited. I'm, like, well, they predicted my personality based on, you know, my Zodiac sign. And, really, some it's just the power of persuasion. Yeah, exactly. So you can pick any attribute from anything, and it could be totally multiple choice, and you're like, yeah, I'm those things. Oh, that's a Taurus? And yes, I'm those things, but I'm not Taurus. Or, like, in my case, like I said, I'm Aries. They could say, uh, you're hardworking. I'm like, yeah, I am hardworking. And I'm like, well, except for uh, this time of day, this day of the week, <laughs> uh, right. this month out of the year. So I'm really not those things. But I like to think I am. The, you know what I mean? It's just right. You like to believe that you are all these good things that I don't know. But I, you know, I, I went through a, a time in my life where I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is kind of interesting. Right. And then you just attribute everything to that. You don't live your life to that. You're just like you. You pick 
you just kind of assign things to it and and then you can answer for the fact that that's what it is. Yeah, that's totally. I get it. Something's going to happen to me next week. Oh shit. And then you read six <laughs> more horoscopes until that time and ain't shit happened. <laughs> you're just a you're a fucking lawyer and the judge is like order. Sir, how does your witness or how does your client plea <laughs> not guilty, sir? Well, they got him on tape. He's a Taurus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not guilty, I guess. <laughs> That's in his nature. There was a meme, too. There was a, like a girl would get into a car accident. Damn it. I meant to get that. Hold on. Let's see. If your zodiac sign is asparagus, don't even bother being my friend because I'm a Capri Sun and we are not compatible. Damn right, asparagus and Capri Sun are not compatible. <laughs> Tag that friend that is a Capri Sun. I myself am an aquarium. What zodiac sign are you? <laughs> I'm a pickle. <laughs> you're bitter on the outside, but in the middle, you're nice, nice and juicy. How you know? You got it. You got cameras installed in my house. <laughs> but let me tell you what a star seed is. Do you know what a star seed is? No. I so. No, I have no clue. My guess is it's something along the lines of indigo children. That's a 100% guess, though. Indigo children are a starseed. Okay. And we'll get into those. There's a bunch of starseeds. What is a starseed? According to the channelers, starseeds... I know the channelers, right? Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) It seems a little hokey pokey. Uh, Starseeds are advanced spiritual beings from other planets and realms who possess spiritual and scientific knowledge that date back hundreds of thousands of years. It seems that while most starseeds are benevolent beings who seek to help all living beings throughout all the realms and universes, some starseeds seek to control interplanetary resources for the benefit of their home planets. Most agree that starseeds are traveling souls from other planets who incarnated on Earth to inspire and heal human beings and to participate in the planet's evolution. It's also possible that these starseeds are physical descendants of aliens from other worlds who travel to Earth to be our planet's lightworkers. And starseeds might also have been birthed through interconsciousness conception, virgin births akin to the stories about Jesus. Another possibility is that any soul can become a starseed when another starseed infuses the soul with intentional light. This can occur when souls are in utero or at any other point in their lives. Regardless of any of those, it seems that starseeds do exist in one form or another. We might never know which starseed concepts are closest to the truth. So you can become a starseed after you're born, or you cannot? Yeah, so the the starseed, the soul, could choose to use you as the vessel for to continue on their um continue on their path so it's possession yeah but i think it's a it's more of an agreement with your souls the starseed soul and your own soul to be together to be infused okay so i'm getting uh like a, a memory of a podcast i listened to fairly recently and i I can't remember what it was called, but there was a woman who said she was basically an alien who took over a body of a young girl who had died 
She had just died, and she zoop, popped into the body. So they didn't... I, damn it, I wish I could remember this, but it kind of sounds like this. I didn't find anything that said that exactly, but that totally makes sense to me in, in that kind of regard, that the soul would just come in, and before the body fully expired, that soul that was in that body moved on for whatever reason, and so this new soul takes over. That happens in, like, coma victims. Um, I think, hasn't it happened with concussions? They People just start speaking tongues, and they start speaking in a completely different language fluently that they, they've never learned before. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple stories of, you know, you get a good bonk on the head and you either become a serial killer or you're a piano savant. Right, exactly. Or somehow you can speak uh, Latin. I don't know where. That's a demon, brother. <laughs> That's the bad one. That's there's bad star seeds too. They're not all they're not all here to help. That's scary. Yeah. Well, the- I mean so I don't I don't mean to cut you off, but <clears throat> these star seeds, do they we talked about this, I believe, in your Arcturians episode. Right. right, and that's what, when I was studying them, that's what turned me on to the starseeds. I had no idea this was even a thing. So this is basically, are we all starseeds? No. What was that then? What? I remember we were talking about, I even put the link in the show notes. To, uh, typically, typically topically? topically. Yeah, it was that. What, but what was it? Typically topical. By the by the Arcturians? I think that was it. It was basically determining what kind of something you were. Like, you're a little bit of Pleiadian, you're a little bit of Arcturian, you're a little bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can be like a, a starseed mutt, a little bit of everybody. But we're not all starseeds. Right. But we all are allegedly part of these different systems that came together. So, like, maybe I am mostly Pleiadian. Could be. So okay. you you have you would have, like, attributes or you would have a um, sort of a, not a calling, but being drawn to these, these things that are attributed to Pleiadians. You would be drawn to... It's like you... Like your heritage, yeah. In a in a way, like Irish people like to f- drink and fight. Italian people, they l- fucking love spaghetti. You know, like, right? <laughs> shit like that. But uh, in that same in the same thought, I, could that just be like a placebo? You're you're telling me because I like this thing, I just happen to like spaghetti. I come from a line of Italians. I happen to like spaghetti sauce and the acidity that comes with tomatoes and the sugar and the dough and Parmesan cheese that it's in my genes to like spaghetti because um, there's an Italian in there. I like Chinese food too. Doesn't mean I'm Chinese. It might be the power of persuasion. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? You're peer pressured into liking beer or liking uh, whatever. You know what I mean? like Right, it like you said, power of persuasion. Like you can say all day that you like German beer and you're like, well, yep, totally German. And then you could look down your ancestry and be like, nope, you're Hungarian, buddy. Too bad. 
so I am German, and I don't like to drink beer the way Germans drink beer. I don't like warm. my beer warm. But I fucking love sausage, dude. See, I could have made a dick joke right there. <laughs> but for real, I do. I Brats, kielbasa, like any... I love it. And that's like a German thing. Yeah. I love sauerkraut. But is it just because you were exposed to it at a young age and somehow it tingled your taste buds in just the right way? You're like, oh, fuck yeah. And why does that mean you're German? Why? How is that in your DNA? Well, you know there's a, a new way of dieting out now where they do, basically they find out what your heritage is and then they make a diet around that. Like, if you're... Okay, let's go with Italian because non-Italian people know pasta, eating pasta every day is probably not good for, you know, your your body mass index, Uh, (laughs) you know, but maybe it doesn't affect Italian people so much. First off, they make, they got way better pasta there. It's not the shit that you buy in fucking Acme here. Mass production pasta here. And it's got to be preserved. It's not made from dough that Mama Maria made six hours ago. Right. So if you're, I don't know, whatever other heritage, like Irish, you can eat potatoes and it wouldn't affect you as much as it would somebody else because that's your heritage. That's what your people grew up on. Your body has adapted to it. You're saying it's an evolutionary advantage? Yeah, I guess I guess it is. Because of the environment. Well, just because I mean that's where you know, once the the tribes of the the world split up, your people ended up there. So you've always been, you know, if you come from a place up north, you eat a lot of meat because there's no plants. Okay. But if you're down near the equator or whatever, you eat a lot of fruit. A lot of stuff like that, probably very little meat. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then if you go up north and you start eating some moose, then you're gonna that's gonna ruin the dietary tract real quick. Yeah, it's it's probably just not gonna be very good for your overall health. Maybe not so much your weight. It could be weight, but your overall health, your body's like, What the fuck is this stuff? Right. This is what we're made out of and you're eating this. <laughs> so how did humans source information on star seeds? The ideas and concepts around starseeds come to us through channelers and seers who regularly connect with the Akashic records, which I don't know what those are. I did not look those up because... I was, oh, I do, buddy. Do you? Yeah. It's basically recorded everything. If you can access the Akashic records, you can access everything you've ever done. Uh, I think her name is Linda Howe. I think she's really into this, into the Akashic Records. And we should probably do an episode on this. I thought about doing one a while ago. Okay. But I never I never really dug into it. But maybe I, maybe I will. All right. Awesome. Because it it's fairly interesting. So the Akashic Records are not some sort of physical tablet somebody had carved in stone buried in a cave someplace no although it does it, it sort of seems like like you should just be able to go to the hall of Akashic records and it's like a fucking library but it's not like that it's 
like the universe has recorded everything and there's some way either through meditation or some sort of channeling or whatever that you can access this and if i'm not mistaken mistaken you can see what is to come as well oh awesome but i could be wrong about that part of it like i said i got to do some research into it but i generally know what the akashic records are so it's it's looking at your karmic gamer score you can go back and your personal soul history is that what that is yeah like you you can see you might you might be able to see everything like you might be able to you know hit, hit the replay on the crucifixion you know and watch that or or whatever you but it, it's kind of like you're hitting rewind you're just watching it over again like you like you got your wedding on uh you know on a dvd or something mm-hmm. you pop it in and you're rewatching it damn that would be awesome or would, would it? it or would it right yeah i don't there's parts of my life that i would not want to see again well you want to go back to your ancestors life and uh Look at their most embarrassing moments. <laughs> America's funniest in videos. For, for the soul. <laughs> Fail army. <laughs> well, just right here, real quick, it says, uh, these records comprise the energetic imprints of all intentions, thoughts, emotions, relationships, creations, and events ever to have occurred throughout every race in all the realms throughout all of space-time. That's insane. That's intense. That's a lot of memory for this simulation. No shit. And then if you go to access it, then it's going to dig up all these archives of the past versions of you. It's like kind of going into the root menu of life. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Or the boot menu. Is it root menu or boot menu? Root menu? Boot menu would just yeah, be just... picking the new operating system. Yeah, where you know you, you pull it up and it's like all this other shit. You're like, oh, man. I'm not a computer tech. I should not be here. How do I get out? Right, exactly. You just unplug your computer real fast. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> but I didn't fuck it up. In the world, didn't we talk about this in the previous episode? The um, the world changed into color in the 1900s. Like before, right after World War One, is when they updated the operating system. And that's when they brought color in. Before it was black and white, right? The world yeah, which one do I was just <clears throat> damn it. Which one was this? This might be the Winchester Mystery House. Could be. Because I was just editing this one. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was that. <laughs> but we didn't talk about it like that. That's that. We didn't think about updating the operating system then. Now we are. Now we are. It makes sense now. Yeah. While much much I I'm just I mean, all I'm like, yeah. See, Wizard of Oz opened it up for us. Was telling us a story, not just her story, right? But the the true story of how the world came into color. Exactly. <laughs> it was a fucking tornado. Well, it felt like a tornado when everything got reset. The new operating system was an update. Maybe that was the flood. Wow. The flood was an update, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's some serious mass events that could easily have been you could just attribute to see we're just associating these things with an update now there was the flood yeah there was the plague there was a time yeah. when technology just went boom 
like there was cameras. So then we were able to record what we see. But in the beginning, those were all black and white. That was one update of the operating system was being able to record the what was happening. Being able to almost instantly take a photograph instead of having gunpowder and a guy under a fucking cloak going. <laughs> Hold the pose. Hold the pose. I'll see you in six months when I get these developed, eh? <laughs> Got to ride a train back to New York. He was in Arizona taking these pictures <laughs> at the end of the railroad. While much of this information is relatively easy to channel and comprehend, there are several perspectives on how starseeds come to Earth and the many types of starseeds. But first, I'll tell you the characteristics. Mm, man, we are at break time, aren't we? Holy yeah, God. I was just, I was just thinking, like, before we get into like the different types and stuff, maybe we should hit a break. All right, then uh, I'll definitely condense this down a bit more. I won't get uh, the study of starseeds is pretty freaking cool but i'll mostly just get into what the star seeds are in the next part okay all right break time now are you ready to find out what kind of star seed you might actually be yeah dude i'm ready all right i'll i'll start with the arcturians because they're still fresh in our minds from before okay so the arcturian Starseed, these profound beings come from Arcturus, the most advanced civilization in our galaxy. They are fifth-dimensional beings and build a society that became the original prototype for how to live on Earth. That blew my mind. So, out there in the Arcturus star system, apparently there is a copy of Earth that is more advanced than Earth. It was a prototype of Earth there, according to the Arcturians... And they're star seeds. So, okay. This is going back to simulation. Do it. (laughs) Did they create a simulation? Are they maybe not even there anymore? Maybe they created a simulation of what it's all used to be. And they, I don't fucking know. I don't know. This kind of shit just blows my mind. the 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 whole the whole enormous scale of it all, and like yeah. what what could be, and what could have happened, and all that. It just fucking blows my mind, man. Yeah. So, the chance that there is a prototype of Earth who that is a little bit more advanced out there, there. You know, how far do we say Arcturus was? Bunch of light years. Uh, I think it was like 38 light years away. Okay. I know we said it in the Arcturian episode. I'm not sure. But Yeah, I don't I don't recall either. I think it was something like that cuz we were questioning whether that was one of our closest stars. Mhm. If we could even if we could travel by the speed of light, could we get there? And we couldn't do it in one generation. Maybe we could do it in one generation if we could travel at the speed of light. Yeah, like I would be what, I'd be in my fucking 70s by the time we got there. Right. Pushing cool. 80. Cool. Uh, yeah, according to if you go by the Earth time. Yeah, but my kids, if I went and I was able to take my kids, they'd be pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So a whole generation. Take a generation to get there. Yeah. I think we can't achieve light speed because we're not supposed to. 
simulation can't handle it. Right. These stupid physical bodies in this hub of the simulation just won't. It won't happen. It can't happen. We have to get beyond this physical form. Yeah. We got to level up. That's kind of the argument about like grays and stuff like that. Like that's why people think they're drones basically because of how hard it is for a biological being to travel through space. Yeah. Biological beings as we know them, carbon. Right. Carbon based or not physical beings. Yeah. I don't think, well, by the, how we know the laws of physics, we can't do it. I would think not, but I don't know enough about it to to say it's impossible. I mean, with the proper shielding and shit like that, we might be able to, as long as, you know, they can recreate Earth-like conditions on the ship. Maybe. But, man, that seems like so much work. It seems like if there was a better way to do it besides this brute force, physical way to do this thing there's got to be a workaround what do you mean if we built a device a ship that simulated earth life that seems like such a monumental task to do something like that when there might be a better way we just don't know it yet oh i thought you you were saying it like like maybe you knew of a better way no I was waiting for the for it to come out, man. The mic drop. Uh, Boom. Guess what? Yeah. Don't drop the mic, dude. We need that for the show. <laughs> In this physical realm. Actually, you got the same mic I do, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. These things can handle some drops. So drop away, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Our trains are emotionally and mentally advanced and were intended to be the spiritual shamans and healers for humanity. Some say that when human beings die, they pass through Arcturian energetic architecture in their journeys from death to rebirth. Like all fifth through ninth dimensional societies, boom, there it is again. How many dimensions are there? Um, through all this, I read that some star seeds are, or some kind of star seed is 12th dimensional. Well, you and I, when you were down, I think I had mentioned that the blue avians, mm-hmm. some say, are 12th dimension beings. Right. Wild. That's another star seed. Avian, blue avian. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcturus has the feeling of an angelic realm, uh, yet it can be a helpful landing station for etheric forms, non-physical consciousness, and rebirthing souls to again become accustomed to a grounded physical reality. So it's and, a layover? Yeah. Ar- Arcturus could be a layover. Okay. <laughs> if that's a layover, where's the final destination? The next dimension. Maybe. Damn, man. It just keeps going. just gets deeper and deeper. Like, it doesn't end after you, you die here. It doesn't end after you die there. What the fuck would our physical form look like in, like, higher dimensions? Would we know. look the same? Or would we look like absolute fucking monsters? Like so, some uh, kind of weird... We would probably be some sort of crazy looking... With our stupid cow eyes, we'd probably look like something insane. Maybe we'd just be like a... Like a cloud of energy or something. I don't know. Yeah, just something that's like the predator form. It just ripples out there. You're just, <laughs> just fucking crazy. 
the Arturian Starseed Traits. I think I'll just start burning through traits instead of really reading down the descriptions. Okay. Uh, Arturian Starseeds are drawn to Arcturus star system. They're natural-born leaders, very charismatic, incredibly telepathic, can receive information via the mind, highly passionate about their work, logical thinkers, organizers and planners of the world, great public speakers, love attention, and they're extroverted, may seem big-headed or egotistical if out of alignment. I don't know how you get out of alignment. Highly intelligent and motivated, often will climb a corporate ladder on Earth, tendency to rise to the top, often found in fields such as mathematics, data, science, communication, technology, medicine, engineering, architecture, interested in how things work, can be compassionate but very guarded with their emotions, may seem callous as they're not in tune with other people's emotions, gifted at the art of divination slash tarot, good channelers, interested in the mathematical side of spirituality, uh, for example, sacred geometry and natal charts, often very confident with a high drive for success, wants to live in a world where spirituality and science can blend, shows anger when they're upset. No, no kidding. They show anger when they're upset, huh? What? I know, crazy. <laughs> so you could attribute some or all or a couple of these things to anybody. You start reading down some of those and be like, on a scale of one to five, yep, that's a that's a four for me. Yeah, I was thinking like some of those sounds like my wife. Right. I was thinking about her at too because my wife, she's not really drawn to the stars. She's, you know, she'll ooh and ah at looking at the moon through a telescope and you know there's saturn but i don't know about your wife i mean i grew up with her but as an adult i was already gone but my wife doesn't really look to the stars for any kind of answers like dude why is there so much emptiness does it see your wife no uh she's basically her response is she's got enough shit to deal with here on earth to worry about what the fuck's going on up there that might fall into one of these somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But don't you... It's not interesting? Like, I I got a lot of shit to deal with here on Earth, too. But I kind of want to know what the fuck's going on up there. Like, what's that all about, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not just lights out there and clouds of crap everywhere. It's not yeah, just like, rocks and lights. How big is it? And if it is, where is it? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Right. It's got to exist somewhere. It can't just be, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that kind of shit just fucking blows my mind. And it, I don't want to say it keeps me up at night cause it doesn't keep me up at night, but it makes like, there's times where I'll sit there and w ponder it so much that I freak myself out and I'm like, what the fuck? You just draw yourself into an existential crisis. Yeah. I'm like sitting in a corner. I'm hugging my knees, rocking back and forth. Oh God. Like, I think I'm a who from Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> like, what is out there, man? Somebody hear me. <laughs> Tell me I'm not crazy. I hear you. <laughs> Voice. Just your neighbor yelling through the, the window unit air conditioner. I hear you. You're being too fucking loud. Shut the hell up. All right, God. <laughs> All right. Pleiadian star seats. Let's see if it's me. All right. First of all, Pleiadians come to Pleiades, a beautiful star cluster known as the Seven Sisters, or Messier 45, in the Taurus constellation. So, 
guess maybe if you are Pleiadian, you would be born under the Taurus zodiac. I don't know. I guess that was not actually part of the research. I just assume that because it's under the Taurus constellation. I wonder if they do kind of correlate in some way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, there's no Arcturian zodiac. What would those people do? No, isn't there? No, isn't there an archer? Orion, he's a hunter, right? Yeah, he's a else? hunter, but he's not. No, I guess there's no archer, archer zodiac. I guess zodiacs are all. No, they're not all animals. I don't know. <laughs> right. Cle- clearly, I wasn't too into it. <laughs> Uh, Pleiades is made up of hot blue luminous stars that have formed within the last 100 million years, so still new in comparison to the overall age of the universe. It's actually relatively close to our solar system, being only 444 light years away from the sun. I'm telling you all this stuff because there's a a potential other um, subject that I want to tackle within this. Okay. from, From the Pleiadians. Purpose of the Pleiadian starseed, according to Western Hermeticism, that's what I want to study next. This, this Hermeticism thing. Okay. Uh, Pleiadians are considered the record keepers of the Earth. They are known to be highly knowledgeable and have advanced healing abilities. Now, uh, real quick on Hermeticism, it's the it's this guy Hermes uh, Trismegistus. Megistus. Is that, how they, is that how they got Hermeticism from Hermes? Yes. Interesting. Okay. And you know the, uh, you know how it's something is hermetically sealed. Yeah. So that's part of the Hermeticism. They studied alchemy, uh, alchemy, astrology, and theurgy. Theurgy is the operation or effect of a supernatural or divine agency in human affairs. So they're... That's a blend of science and religion. Okay. So there's a, with your science, there's an overall divine being or a divine agency that is seeing you through these, through the science of things. That's kind of interesting because I feel like my mom does this a lot. You know, I've talked before about how my mom's super religious and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but she'll uh, she'll say something like, "Oh, you know, she's she's into quantum physics, but she's into it in the aspect of this is all God created, and there it's like this is all God God's work. So is it okay. is it similar? Is that what you're basically saying? Like, yeah, it, there's um. A divine, a a godly sort of um, guide okay. to these things. That's kind of interesting too, because you know I've had arguments with my mom about science, and you know, and basically like the, you know, they want to put nanobots in your body. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "No, no, 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 no. That's you know, that's you know, you're." I don't know what whatever you're taking God out of it or you're doing you you basically you're fucking with things you shouldn't and then I I told her I said well I asked her I said where's the line though are yeah. you good with a pacemaker if you're okay. good with a pacemaker then at what point is it you know where do we stop 
So exactly. then I, then I was saying like, how do we know God didn't have these doctors create these nanobots to help heal us? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if it's the flip side of that either. Is there some sort of negative God, godly influence? Not necessarily yeah. the Christian God that we know, but a negative divine being. Well, divine sounds like it has a positive to it, but some sort of negative being. Supernatural. Yeah, that is uh, swaying whoever into this and making it you're just coloring it with the with the best positivity you can possibly imagine and saying oh, these are all good things but really it's the negative supernatural thing trying to control you i don't know who knows nobody knows not me man <laughs> but the the pleiadian star seed that that whole thing that is super fascinating to me so might be drawn to that i don't know there you go. Maybe you are one. Blending science and theology and religion, and there's a divine power out there persuading, or yeah, persuading and guiding you to these things. That wouldn't shock me at all. I I love that idea. Yeah, it would not shock me that you know if they're you know let's say the the Christian God, the God that you know I I believe in, if he's like just guiding these scientists. Like, sure, they do some things where he's like, uh, come on, what the fuck, guys? You know, because there's free will. But he's sort of still guiding it in the direction of good. But then when does it go too f- Does it get too far? Does it go too far? Or does he know what's going to happen and he stops it before it gets too far? Is that the great filter? I don't know. <laughs> I know, man. I know. He knows how the how the brain works. So he is putting these things in, in their path, like a like a subliminal message, to allow them to discover the answer for themselves. It, it could be as simple as he's f- literally talking to them. He told Noah to build an ark. Maybe he's talking to these scientists and saying, "Do this, do it that way." But a scientist isn't going to say that because he's going to lose credibility. He's going to yeah, exactly. So you look, you've got your eyeballs down in the microscope and you, you've got the needle ready and you're supposed to inject just so many cc's into this thing to see if that would work for the next thing. And there's a divine voice in your head saying 20 cc's. Yeah, into the cell in the upper right corner. But they're not going to say anything because they lose no. cre- Back in Noah's day, everyone was like, fuck yeah, God's real. God talked to me. He told me to build a boat. Watch this. What's going to happen? The scientist is like, I don't know. It just came to me. Did it just come to you? Or was it put there into you? Never going to admit to it. I got the Nobel Prize. I don't got an answer to you. I got the Nobel Prize. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Then he goes home and he's got like a fucking shrine where he's just praying to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Um, (laughs) He's got to sweep up the previous day's sacrifice. Oh, shit. I didn't know we're sacrificing things here. His wife's like, why do you always want me to get pregnant? I need more sacrifices. Yeah, I wasn't going there for the sacrifice. I was thinking like a goat. You get the goat to mow the lawn and then, you know, like, eh, that didn't work out. That's what you tell the neighbors. (laughs) The goat didn't work out. 
Why would you kill the goat if it's mowing your lawn? I'm not going to kill my lawn guy. He's doing me a favor. <laughs> it's so that you can have an excuse for the sacrifice so you don't look like a maniac. Oh, yeah. Wait, you got to get two goats then. Two goats. Because you still need one mowing the grass. Well, that one, the first one didn't work out. The colors weren't right. So we sold them. We sent them to the big old farm out in the country. <laughs> right, exactly. Where you can <laughs> run around and play with all the other goats. Do all goats go to heaven? I heard that all dogs do. Right. There are goats there for them to chase around? I don't think all dogs went to heaven, though, in that movie. Weren't there some hell dogs? <laughs> Hellhounds. What about Cerberus. that fucking... Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> the three-headed... You probably fought that thing and got a war, didn't you? Oh, wait. God, that god of war was Norse, Norse mythology. God of War yeah, 3? I, yeah, he was in God of War 3, I believe, but he wasn't, I don't think it was like a main boss. I think it was just when you're out running around, I think just they would occasionally pop up and come after you. Oh. But you had to cut all three heads off. Right. There's just a bunch of Cerberus babies running around. Little Cerby puppies. Wasn't there a, I thought there was a meme. It was uh, three puppies sticking her head out of a, a fence hole. Now, I know there was a meme about it, but we don't have time to look it up. Got to keep going here. <laughs> Pleiadian starseed traits. Likely very young in terms of soul age as their star cluster is relatively new. Immature. Maybe, sort of. They're, they're immature about how they come to their conclusions. Yet oddly can feel wise and mature as an earth being. Oh. I don't know. See? That's us. We're Pleiadians. Look at us go. Yeah. Young. Wise. Im immature. Well, see? We already broke it. Wise we and seem, nope. <laughs> We seem immature to all the other races out there. <laughs> but on Earth. We're probably uh, indigo children. We're de we're de well, we're definitely not the wise ones on Earth here. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, true humanitarians. Strongly empathic. Feel like they have a big mission on Earth. Family-oriented. Very good with children and animals. May exhibit strong, feminine, nurturing energy. Gentle in nature. Averse to harm and violence. Perfectionists. People pleasers, often to their own detriment. Very polite and soft-spoken. Most likely to be in... I don't know if I'm, I've already read it, so I guess I'll just read these off. You know, there's uh, the personality test. There's personality traits like introverted, INFJ, those things. Mm -hmm. Most likely to be INFJ, INTJ, INTP, INFP, or ISFP personality on Earth. Not, I don't know what the breakdown of all that is, but if you know that you're an INTJ, maybe you have a little Pleiadian in you. I am the opposite of a Pleiadian. Oh, yeah? None of that fits me at all. <laughs> Except family-oriented, yeah. But yeah. none of... Adverse of violence, I'll fucking pull somebody over on the road and fuck him up if he <laughs> just leaves his blinker on too long. That is not me at all. Very drawn to astrology? No? Very? No. I'm like in the upside down Pleiadian world. All right, we'll get there. Okay. We'll, fi we'll find out who you are. Uh, there's still a few more for the Pleiadians. Skilled healers, extremely gifted in arts, creative fields, and counseling. 
spreads love easily, which as everyone else was just as loving, can be highly sensitive people, may have Northern European or Norse heritage, hmm? understands well. balance, yin-yang, light, dark, sun, moon, might suffer with anxiety, depression, and self-esteem issues when not in alignment with their true nature. No. I might no. have some Norwegian in me, but I'm like German, Scandinavian, and I think some Irish. But Scandinavia is not too far from Norway, right? Right. So, but none of those <laughs> characteristics fit me. Maybe you have, just have a, a little bit of Pleiadian in you. You're only Pleiadian due to environment. <laughs> Maybe I just thought it was cool that I saw the fucking <laughs> star system. Uh, Syrian star seeds. I'll just get right into the attributes of them rather than whose is it and what's it's about them. But, but I highly recommend going to typicallytopical.com slash starseed types. I don't know if that's the one you shared or if you just shared the specific ones for Arcturians. No, I think it was like 19 different something. 19 starseed types? I think it, that was the one. No, oh, that's what I'm reading down. Oh, shit. It's all right. Nobody clicked on that shit anyway. No. <laughs> Uh, Syrian starseeds, drawn to the Sirius star system, lead a simple but spiritual life. Syrian as in S-I-R-I-A-N. Not Syrian as in the country, S-Y-R-I-A-N. Did I spell it? S-Y-R-I-A-N, I think. Yeah. So when yeah. I say Syrian here, it's not referring to the peoples of the country that are on this earth now, but maybe. Maybe that's how it got its name. Maybe. We are the Syrians. You got to spell it a little different. They're going to fucking know where we're from. All right, put a Y. You can copy my homework, just uh, change it a little bit. (laughs) Very open-minded. Struggle to express personal feelings. Gaia's people. Very drawn to caring for our Earth during evolution. Very loyal as friends. Maintain a tight-knit circle of friends. Fantastic sense of humor and not afraid to act silly. Feel like they have a mission to save animals or nature. Drawn to lost civilizations, myths, and legends. Calm and adjusted. Intense daydreamers. May be attracted to the ocean and water if from Sirius B. Have a difficult time expressing emotions and relationships. Okay, well, I'm some of those. (laughs) You're a little Syrian. A little Pleiadian. We went through the Arcturians. Basically no Pleiadian, though. (laughs) <laughs> almost no Pleiadian. Andromeda. That's like, that's like those people who are like, I'm 132nd Cherokee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see it in my pinky toe. Look. See how <laughs> the hair curves off to the left on my right foot? Yeah. That means Cherokee. What? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Stop it. Yeah, it does. I wrote a paper on it. <laughs> oh. Somebody, one person read it too. Andromeda and Starseed. May or may not be drawn to Andromeda. Know they have a purpose, but might not know what it is. Have a light or white aura. Act childlike, innocent, but not childish. Introverted. Observers tend to blend into the background whilst whilst they watch others. True freedom seekers. Empathic, but guard emotions due to previous trauma and conflict. Have a strong desire to travel the world or visit one place in particular. Very creative, but also logical beings. Love anything creative or science-related. May be found in any field, like a cornfield. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier when you said something about uh, 
found in a field <laughs> and then you were like in mathematics and i was like but i was thinking like found in a field like what is this children of the corn <laughs> yeah corn star seed feeling like a freak on a leash <laughs> <laughs> exactly k-o-r-k-o-r-n seed not c-o-r-n <laughs> you can't digest that that's not it doesn't even stay in you that's weird, right? Like, why? <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. I don't know. Well, why do we eat it? Because it tastes good. I like it. I, yeah. yeah, I like it, but have we always been eating it? Because we can't digest it. I wonder if a Native American diet or a you know, digestive tract system does something different with it. Well, so I heard that we do digest most of it, just not the little, the outer part of it the shell the shell of the corn yeah and i guess it gets packed with poop and that's why it looks like a full kernel <laughs> i don't know i swear to god i chewed it up look at it <laughs> you gotta come see this <laughs> it looked like a whole corn cob came out of my butt <laughs> that'd be a bad day yeah yeah <laughs> whole corn cob uh Andromedans might feel drawn to spiritual jobs, tarot readers, writers, Reiki healers, counselors, artists, teachers, musicians. How are they spiritual jobs? Writers, musicians? You don't think they're spiritual? I don't know. What do you You just feel it in your bones and then... The muse, man. The muse is talking to you. So you're telling me right now that Justin Bieber might be a fucking Andromedan? He doesn't write his own music. Are you kidding me? He can play like 27 instruments, dude. What, hot cross buns? I don't know, but he can play a shitload of in- like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it is actually. I cross bonds on a beer and bow. I don't know what a beer and bow is, but I've heard somebody say it before. What's that hillbilly thing where it's like <laughs> you know you, you like you hold it up to your mouth and you're like flicking the little rod with your finger? I don't know what that is. What is that called? It's not the spoons. Is that a a mouth harp? Is that what it's called? A mouth harp. Mouth harp. That's dirty. Hey. You be talking. This is Clear Channel Radio. What are you doing? I'm going to ask my wife tonight. Yeah, you want to give me a mouth harp? Okay. <laughs> like, what the hell? You know what time of month it is. It doesn't even mean anything dirty, but she's going to assume it's something dirty. <laughs> See? She's got that dirty mindset. You got the mouth harp. You got a rusty trombone. <laughs> Cleveland steamer, if you're into that kind of thing. Well, that's not an instrument. <laughs> Oh, guess not. <laughs> a trombone is and a mouth harp. Yeah, going to the shit jokes now. Wherever this, where we go? That's us. Uh, they may suffer from deep-rooted anxiety or depression if not in alignment. So many things, possibilities of being unaligned. Hmm. Orion star seed. Greys are a particular subrace of Orions. Are said to be stuck here, reincarnating on Earth, life after life, because they. Somehow the Orion star seeds did something bad somewhere, and now they're in this perpetual life cycle of n- not being able to get past their uh, dimensional living. They can't get into the fifth dimension. They can't get past where whatever dimension they're in. Hmm. So they're just constantly fucking with humans. Wow, that's that's pretty intense, man. Yeah, it's like. Uh... You know, what happened to, the, to fucking Satan? You know, he got kicked into, like, his prison. Or the fucking Titans. Mm-hmm. They got basically imprisoned, and so it's kind of like they're imprisoned. 
Right, exactly. Was this, I don't want to cut you off, but was this done by somebody or was this just a mistake and now they can't, they physically can't do it or are they being blocked by the, I don't know, maybe the Arcturians? There's something happened in their karmic cycle. We raise a particular subrace of Orions are said to be stuck here, reincarnating on Earth life after life. This is due to their karma cycle and their interference with Earth beings in a previous past life. They are believed to have traumatized and hurt humans, which galactically means they're stuck here karmically. They violated the Prime Directive. Yes. They interfered. Yep. Star Trek was real. See? It is real. The muse, the writer, Gene Roddenberry. Wasn't Gene Roddenberry that did Star Trek? I don't know. I've never seen a full episode. <laughs> the, the muse spoke to him. He's a writer. He's a dreamer. So he was uh, Andromedan, possibly. I don't know. We could assume. Yeah, we could. The Orion starseed traits, they're drawn to Orion constellation. Obviously, everybody is. They're drawn to their own constellation. Uh, compassionate activists about things they're interested in. Task-oriented and love their work. Most likely to be entrepreneurs. Dream of inspiring and leading others. True knowledge seekers, love to learn, jack-of-all-trades, have a lot of knowledge about lots of topics, often incarnate as earth signs, Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn. See, it's the Zodiac just kind of built right into it. Mm -hmm. Interested in science, biology, chemistry, physics, astronomy, calm and adjusted, very rarely get angry or show outbursts of, emo of emotion, unintentionally may come off as cold, hold logic above all else. I was kind of on board that I might be one of these until, like, the uh, the calm and not prone to outbursts, and that's not me. <laughs> and I don't know if I hold logic above anything else, because I have some wild out there theories <laughs> that aren't <laughs> logical. <laughs> but aren't they? They come, from a, they come from a logical standpoint, but then they end up not logical. Right? Maybe? Ah, who knows? <laughs> All right. I think this is going to be the last one. Indigo, Crystal, and Rainbow Children. And then we're going okay. to be done. Uh, they are the new kids on the block. Indigo, Crystal, and Rainbow Children are star beings who are born into the physical realm, remembering their divine qualities, gifts, and mission. Their collective soul mission to help Earth and humanity move out of the old paradigm or control, fear, greed, and manipulation, and instead shift into a new paradigm of love, peace, integrity, cooperation, and abundance. And looking into this, it, and in today's society, maybe it's almost right on the nose because there is an awful lot of rainbow these days. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Right on the nose. And these are a young generation trying to change a lot of things. Wow. I thought you were making a joke there, and now... They're not. They're not afraid to show their colors. They're. They're here and they're proud and they're gonna tell you, dude. Why not? Look, I know it's, it's, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue against that. <laughs> but I'll get down through all the traits here. It's possible to be an indigo or crystal child, not necessarily rainbow, and still be various other types of starseed. An indigo child was most likely born between 1950s and 1980s, so not technically a child anymore. 
You may have read that indigo children are sensitive, intuitive, and strong-willed innovators, which is incredibly accurate. So I was born in the early 80s, which I think 80s means between 80 and 90, 1980 and 1990. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're some sort of mid... or we're either a late indigo or an early crystal. Possibly? I don't uh, know. They were the rapid ascenders here to revolutionize our society and ways of thinking. If you look at how different the 1940s and 1960s were in terms of ways of living, technological advancement, and acceptance of others, it's clear to see the influence of the indigo starseed. Because that was a serious transition time. They're fucking hippies, dude. Yeah, exactly. The indigo children. They led the way for rapid and progressive change. If you were born between the 1980s to late 1990s, it's possible you are a crystal child. Crystal children are considered the star, the starseed group. Unlike indigos and rainbows, crystals often have that signature feeling of homesickness, a classic starseed symptom. A crystal star child is highly empathetic, deeply spiritual, and has a close connection to Mother Earth or Gaia. They're the open-hearted healers. They can feel and heal at the same time. And the rainbow children. It's believed that rainbow children started appearing on Earth from 2000 onwards. That these timelines are estimates and not set in stone. My oldest daughter was born in 2002, and she is pretty open about everything. Rainbow children are spiritually gifted and know it. From a young age, they were fully aware of their capabilities. What's interesting, though, is that they have one starseed characteristic not seen in any other type of soul. They're free from karma. Wow. That kind of sends a chill down your back. Like, so they're not, they, what does that mean? What can they do? They just brush it all off and it doesn't bother them. Or they can do whatever the fuck they want and then it doesn't affect them when they move on. Yeah, they're so young. It's believed rainbow children haven't lived a past life before and so cannot have accumulated any karmic debt to pay or spend. Oh, not that they're free as in they don't earn karma. They're free they as in they don't. yet. They have, gotcha. Okay. It's extremely likely this is their first incarnation. Wow, man. Yeah, this could be why they haven't lived a physical life before. They're the spiritual avatars most likely to be the future teachers of the world. It's likely they're still incarnating at this moment in time, but it's possible we're on the cusp of a new star child being born. 2020 was a year of complete upheaval and change. It's this kind of phenomenon that can give way to a new star person incarnation. That makes complete sense to me. Yes, it was, 2020 was so crazy. Yeah, it's almost like, not the Galactic Federation, but it's almost something like that where they're like, whoa, look at Earth. What the fuck's happened? Send somebody else. We got to send somebody else. We gotta, You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, right. sent, you got to send in the specialist. Yeah. And that's, uh, there's a lot more. There's light workers and there's, I, there's so many more star seeds to go over that we, we're not getting into them right now. And I'm not going to do a second episode on this, but it, it's all out there. And it's, the whole idea is beyond Zodiac to me. It's, it's way more than that. Yeah, we were originally thinking this is, it seemed very Zodiac, but now... Yeah, just a straight-up list of, like, okay, here are the 12 Zodiacs, and it does this because it's born in this constellation and all this. But, dude, Starseeds, I'm, 
I'm pretty interested. I don't know what one. I did not pick one out for myself. It didn't come to me. I didn't yeah. think about it, really. Yeah, none of them really seem like they fit me too much. I guess the closest one would... I don't want to say it, but it would have to be Orion, dude. Maybe. I don't know. I love looking at the stars. I just don't know which one to look at. I'm like, that That one's cool. Look at that thing. Can you believe that one's well, over there? That one's pretty bright. Why is that one twerking clean blue? I don't know. Well, I do... Every time I look up, I always look for Orion's belt. Every time. Mm, there maybe. You maybe. Maybe I'm drawn to it. I don't know. Maybe just like every fucking person does, looks for Orion's belt. Yeah, because it's just the three stars. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah, it's... Or, or maybe you assume that because you're so drawn to it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe most of us are Orions, and that's why the fucking pyramids look the way they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're stuck in this karmic cycle. Fighting. That would suck. Yeah. I don't want to be that one. You can't break free. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> but that's all I got. Um, if you know your star seed, my God, we would love to hear about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you are like, if you very much know you are, and if you're, I don't know, say you're a healer, or if you know that you physically took over somebody's fucking body, <laughs> please reach out. We would we would interview you for twelve fucking hours. <laughs> Or whatever you would you would allow. Yeah, really. Um, bring on the weird at gmail dot com. We don't say that very much because phew, there's a lot of spam. Yeah. But this is really cool. But you know, you could you don't have to give us that would be giving us your email or whatever. However, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they all have direct message things. Or just go to weirdnesshq dot com slash bring on the weird and um, get us up on Discord. We're we're there. Yeah. And of course, five stars on podchaser.com slash bring on the weird and we're Apple Podcasts. Don't leave a review. Tell us about your star seed. Yeah. Tell us what you are. That's, That's like right. asking somebody's somebody's race. Oof. Is that good? It's fine, right? Excuse I don't know. me, what nationality do you hail from? Yeah. <laughs> what is your ethnicity? Now I'm offended. Offense mode activated. <laughs> Search and destroy. Anything else? Nothing, buddy. All right. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.